Hi guys, welcome back to episode 10 of Sam Speak Sports. I'm your host Sam, and today's episode, I'll be giving you guys my 53-minute roster prediction, and I'll give you my uh, experience at the Altoona Curve game that I went to this past weekend. Alright guys, I'm reading my 53-minute roster uh, prediction. Uh, I'll start with the quarterbacks. Obviously, we know the three quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett's the starter. Mason Ru- Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky are the second, the backup in the third string. Um, running backs have Najee. Uh, obviously, R- RB1's Najee. RB2 is Jalen Warren, RB3 is Anthony McFarlane, so I have McFarlane making the roster. Uh, I think they're going to keep five wide receivers. Um, so I have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, and Miles Boykin making the roster. I could see the Steelers keep Gunnar Shesky because of his special teams ability. Um... On so the tight ends, the Connor Hayward is listed on Wikipedia as a fullback, but I technically would call him as a gadget player. So the tight ends I'm predicting are staying are gonna be the, on the fifty-three are Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, Donald Washington, and. So that's the tight ends I'm predicting. They're going to be on the rest 53. Alright, offensive linemen is where it gets tricky. For me, I'm going to predict Spencer Anderson makes the team now since Kevin Dotson got traded to the LA Rams. And then obviously all your starters. So Mason Cole, the starting center. James Daniel, the starting right guard. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. is the starting left tackle. Chikuma Korafor is the starting right tackle. And Isaac Siamalo is the starting left guard. And then the backups, Broderick Jones, until I'm guessing like week four or until the Steelers think Broderick Jones is ready to start at left tackle. Nate Herbig. And then Spencer Anderson as like a versatile player that can play center, guard, tackle, either and either either any of those positions on either side. And then I want to say Dylan Cook makes the team, but I have a feeling the Steelers are gonna keep Lil Raven Clark because he can play. Both right tackle and left tackle, if they need him to. Um, Nate Herbig's obviously staying on the team. So the wild card for me is Kendrick Green. Like, what do they do with him? Um, he has a bad first two preseason games, and they had nice like third one so who knows what he is so I have Spencer Anderson making the roster Raven Clark making the roster Mason Cole J. 
James Daniel, Nate Herbig, Roger Jones, Dan Moore Jr., Shakuna Forfort, and Isaac Seymour. Right now, the defensive line is also where it gets hard. But for me, Keanu Benton's an easy one. Cam Hayward's not an easy one. Larry and Joey. So I have predicting. You know what? Montrevious Adam makes team the 53 over, and then. Obviously, Benton and then Fajoko. So they're keeping those three. Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. So obviously, the starters on the outside. So there's your DNs. And then your nose tackles. Your other DN, I have Isaiah Lattermilk and DeMarvin Leal. But DeMarvin Leal, I guess you put in. <laughs> The outside, inside, uh, I mean, because he can play all over the defensive line. So I have Adams, Benton, Fajoko, Hayward, Leal, Laudermilk, and Ogunjobi making the 53. Linebackers, to me, it's easy. Alexander, Gold, Quan Alexander, Marcus Golden, Nick Herbig, Alex Highsmith, Cole Holcomb, Tanner Muse. The interruppers, Mark Robinson and TJ Watt are the linebackers. Corners are, for me, is Patrick Pierce and Joey Porter Jr., Levi Wallace, and then an outside signing. Because I think, um, like, LaVert Hill didn't show me anything in the preseason. Luke Barku really didn't show anything. So I'm thinking an outside signing. Slot corner is Channon Self and Eli Azurelli. I think Eli Azurelli showed enough in the preseason that he should be on the 53. Safety. Uh, for me, it's Minka, Keanu Neal, uh, Keanu Neal and Demonte KZ. But I have a feeling... The Steelers are going to keep Trey Norway because of his versatility. But I like Kenny Robinson to make the 53 over Trey Norwood. And then uh, for the special teams, we need nothing's changed. It's going to be Chris Boswell, Presley Harvin. And Christian Coons. I think Presley Harvin's shown enough to beat out Braden Mann. So for me, my final prediction is Kenny Pick the three quarterbacks are easy. So Kenny Pickett's starter, Mitch Trubisky's the back, Rudolph's Mason Ruff's third string, Najee's RB one, Jalen Warren's RB two, Anthony McFarland's RB three, and then Connor Hayward's the gadget guy that can play fullback, running back. Tight end. Uh, Deontay, for wide receivers, have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, Miles Boykin make the roster. Pat Fryer, Zach Gentry, Darnell Washington, and my tight ends. Spencer Anderson, Raven Clark, Mason Cole, James Daniel, 
Nate Herbig, Roderick Jones, Dan Moore Jr., Chukuma Korho, Isaac Siamalo, and Nate Herbig are my linemen. I feel like when I said that, I might be missing somebody that I said, but... And then defensive line, I have Montreus Adams, Keanu Benton, Braden Fajoko, Cam Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Lattermilk, Larry Gondilby, the defensive linemen, linebackers, Quan Alexander, Marcus Golden, Nick Herbert, Alex Highsmith, Cole Holcomb, Tanner Muse, Elandon Roberts, Mark Robinson, TJ Watts, the linebackers making the roster. Cornerbacks is Patrick Pearson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr. And an outside signing. And then slot corners, Chenisaw and Elijah Riley. Safeties are Minka, DeMonte KZ, Keanu Neal, and Kenny Robinson. And then special teams. I guess I'll bunch the special teamers together. The people that are going to play special teams. So, Chris Boswell, Presley Harvin, Christian Kuntz. And then the special team captain, I think, is going to be Miles Killebrew because he's proven that he can be a really good special team player. Or Miles Boykin could be a special teams captain. So yeah, that concludes this episode. This concludes this segment. All right, guys. This final segment of this episode. Um, this past weekend, we went to go see Altoona Curve play. Um, the reason was that um, we took my brother back up to college, so Altoona wasn't far from where his college was, and then we went um, to see the Curve play. Well. We get there, um, the lines are so packed, um, this nice old lady asked us, why is the lines so packed? And I said to her, well, Paul Skeens, the Pirates number one prospect from this past draft class, um, their number one pick is up here, because this line was literally from... Basically, when you exit the parking garage, you would see from the, along the fence down all the way past to another parking garage. So, um, we get there. We have to stand. We didn't want to stand in line, so we stood. And then, um, lucky enough, they had these this golf cart running. So, my uh, dad, who has a boot on his foot, can't really walk far or stand in line so lucky enough uh the lady the golf cart we could take to the handicap entrance so we get into the gates to the stadium and we wanted to get some Altoona Curve gear, so we get that, and uh, we find the pro shop, because it's at, like, way 
at the end of the stadium, like by what they call this party deck. Alright, so we get our gear and we get to our seats. Well, this the stadium has like no roof or anything like PNC Park has where it has like a upper deck where it covers like the sun gets blocked so we're just sitting there enjoying waiting and what's what's really bad is I didn't like was they had constant advertisements like splashing at you this and that and then this loud mouth dude comes on the the screen he's like well da 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 our sponsor just blah blah fireworks night and then alright he the game and then we get and they introduce the curves starting lineup and then Paul Skeens gets announced and everybody's like yeah clapping woo and the other reason I went to the game was is I wanted to see him pitch to see well we get alright, we get to the players and before the the and then we get to like, you know, like the first pitch comes and it's usually like one person. Well this game it had like ten it felt like people throw out the first pitch and then uh once that it was like so many people and then like two mascots from Haas's, and then I don't remember what the other one was. Alright, that's done. Alright, hey, the curb comes out. And then we have to stand for, obviously, like, the national anthem. Alright, well, the game starts, and, uh, the game starts, and... Alright, he's out there, he's throwing his warm-up pitches and all that. Alright, we get to the top of the first. Alright. He gives up, what, like, four runs and all that. And they, all his pitches hit, like, 99 or 100. And he's, he's out of the game in, like, uh, he's out of the game in, like, not even a full inning. It was like he pitched like zero point two innings. I think they said in the Pirates game. I'm like, whoa, that was fun to watch. Why he pitched? All right, this other guy comes in, and it's like okay. And like the seats we were sitting in, it felt like you could have gotten hit, and any time you could have caught a foul ball. All right. But I didn't like was the seats were so uncomfortable, especially for like I'm five ten, five eleven, but the seats felt like I was taller, like six foot one, because the seats were so up against like that seat in front of me was like up against my knees, because this girl that was sitting in front of me. Every time she would, like, whip her hair, it would hit my knees. And then my back hurt. Hurt still from the thing. So, we basically, I had to sit in those seats all the way till basically the 
what was it, the four things when we got food, and, uh, my mom and I went up, we get our food, and then the front row, like, the people in front of us wouldn't stop talking, and they all smelled like alcohol, which I don't like the smell of alcohol at all, um, and then the people behind us wouldn't shut up. And the one dude behind my dad kept bitching about how the Pirates should have drafted the other LSU guy. When I'm pretty sure the dude knew nothing about baseball drafts and how teams have a certain pool, bon draft pool where they can have to spend like a certain amount of money because the the other LSU I was Dylan Cruz who the Nationals end up taking he apparently was demanding 10 million from the Pirates so and then those people won't shut up and then the dude behind my seat kept kicking it so that made it uncomfortable and then we had to we stayed till like the seventh inning, and then once the seventh inning rolled around, because that's when the golf cart was gonna uh, be able to take us back to the parking garage because my dad needed to, because we didn't wanna, because we live like, we live like two hours away from Altoona, so it was like a two-hour drive back. So, I was like, my mom, obviously, I had to go to the bathroom, so did my mom. So, we tried to find, my mom, we were able to find the woman's room, but the men's room was hard to find. And we get to the men's room. I get in there, go to the men's room. It's like a big, wide-open space. And me, that gave me anxiety, like, especially... Like, going into bathrooms, like, by myself that aren't just, like, open the door and then lock it behind you. If it's, like, big, wide-open public bathrooms like this one was, it gives me anxiety of being in there. And especially what I didn't like about the curved stadium bathrooms were that there were no, like blockage is in between their urinals because at literally people could like people could look at you using them and they only had two stalls so if you had to really go number two you would have to wait but just being in the bathroom it gave me anxiety in there and uh, the golf cart ride was kind of bumpy on the way up, and I was holding a pretzel that I wanted, because originally I wanted a pretzel, not a walking taco, but my mom kind of was putting the pressure on me, because she kept saying, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want to eat? So, um, uh... I was like, just get me a walking taco. I never wanted it. And when 
we when I was stirring like the walking taco, a, one of the players hit a foul ball like right over our head. And lucky it didn't hit any of us. It bounced into the row, the walkway that we would walk in to see. Um, the other annoying thing was you had, like, fucking... What pissed me off was these fucking brat kids that would just be shouting shit in it. And it, like, pissed me off. I always wanted to turn around and say, Shut the fuck up! Up. Uh, to them because it, it was like annoying because it was like the whole people in front wouldn't shut up it would just jibber jabber and they all smelled like alcohol i felt bad for my dad the one time because there was this dude that would st this dude would stand up and he was like waving so my dad had to lean over my mom um yeah, I mean, the bathroom thing gave me anxiety, and now, like, especially with that stuff, I worry that I, like, whisper stuff to people when I'm in the bathroom by myself, and it gives me anxiety for, like, two days about it. Um, and then, uh... Uh, I mean, the other thing I didn't like was, is that, like, my mom and I went to get food, and it was, like, the fourth inning, and, like, every single stand was, like, closed, except for, like, maybe, like, one, and then, like, the bottom thing where we had to go, and my mom went at this lemonade thing. And she, uh, um, uh, it wasn't on the floor we were on. We had to go underneath, but she didn't end up getting it anyway. And on the drive home, it was like my back was stiff. My knees hurt. Um, my neck hurt because you're technically looking down at the, the field where we were sitting. So overall, would I go to another curve game? Maybe. Um, I would try to like go to one where there's like not as many people. I mean, the the smell of the alcohol kind of gave me a headache. And I, when I got home, I was just like, oh, I finally could take. It was like. Number one, I was hungry still because I didn't really get to eat that much at the game, like, because of the alcohol made me kind of sick. Um, uh, would I go to, uh, Sam, would I go to another one? Maybe when, like, a different player is pitching, like, when the stadium's not as empty. Or when the stadium's like half empty or something like that. Uh, where like I'm not sitting in front of people, like sitting in behind in front of people that wouldn't be quiet. Um, 
we left the game at like the seventh inning, but then Altoona curve ended up winning it on a walk-off single. Um, so to me, how was my experience? I would probably say six out of ten, just because the alcohol smell from the people in front of me made me feel sick. The people behind me and in front of me and then a row behind wouldn't shut up. Uh, the bathroom being too big. Um, uh, the concessions not being open bothered me. Uh, the store being so far down uh, didn't bother me. Or didn't bother me, but the store was small. What really pissed me off was I was expecting Altoona pizza, like shirts, but they didn't have any, so I got a sticker instead. They didn't even have a hat for the Altoona pizzas. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, that concludes this episode. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SandsportsPod. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sands.Sports. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday. I guess Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, when the Steelers 53-man roster comes out. And I'll give you, see if I got any of those right. Uh, we are in... I also want to say you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Google Podcasts because we finally got that on ours. And we might try Amazon Music. All right, guys, good night.